0: Welcome back, everyone, to our second episode of Shastalfa. I am over the moon because you can't even imagine what happened today.
1: Please go ahead and tell them I am just as ecstatic as you or filled with joy. I mean,
0: literally, I'm I like over the moon is an understatement. But today we collaborated with Creative Link of Abu Lavi. And we had literally like, I don't know how to explain to you, like it was it was probably like the highlight of my year so far.
1: It was probably one of the biggest events I have seen in Abu Dhabi. So basically, we hosted a pop-up market at Manarat Sadiat, And Manarat Sa'diyat is where we are currently hosting our Genus exhibition in collaboration with Manarat Sa'diyat, um, a arts institution based here in Abu Dhabi. And yeah, we just... I had a pop-up with a bunch of home businesses here in Abu Dhabi, a bunch of young home businesses, so young creatives. Um, and a lot of, there were there was a ping-pong table, there was music, people were dancing, there were like seating arrangements. How did you feel about, how do you feel about the exhibition and the pop-up, Shamsa?
0: I literally goosebumps, for like ever since Tuesday. Tuesday is when we opened the exhibition. And today was Friday, like where, when we had the pop-up. I cannot tell you the amount of times I literally have been overcome with goosebumps. Just first of all, major shout out to all of the artists that collaborated um, with us on Swadef. Seeing your prints get sold today, prints
2: we
1: sold. Oh Prince my today. God, selling prints <laughs> today in so person! Excited. Like we have been getting, we have been getting sales online, but getting physical, like seeing people and interacting with them. It just oh, I feel like we're like we're doing. Our artist's justice and uh, it just, it feels good. It feels really good. I want to shout out some people. I want to first clarify that basically, again, we have an exhibition happening in Abu Dhabi. Um, If you are in Abu Dhabi, check it out. It's until February 10th. Um, You can buy tickets on Virgin Megastore or you can go to Manarat and buy them. But I want to do a couple of shout outs. Um, before we get into this episode, because I don't want to take up this whole entire introduction with just me and Shamsa being excited. Um, but no, basically, I want to shout out, first of all, Sara. Sara Mahiri, who is the exhibition designer. She is who helped us bring this exhibition to life at Manarat. Um, and I want to shout out Usama, who is the founder of Creative Linkup. Um, collaborating with him allowed us to bring this this space to life, this community together. Um, I want to thank all the people that came today and this last opening week. God, I want to thank like all the vendors, all the young creatives. And I just want to emphasize how happy we are to be helping grow the creative community and the youth in this region, in this city, first and foremost, and I'm just over the moon. I am just over the moon. And I hope we don't make y'all jealous, please, because this oh sounds all <laughs> exciting.
0: Um, Again, please, please, you have up until February, if you're in Burdabi or in the region, even if you're in Dubai, come through. It is worth it. Um, and speaking of young creatives, I will take this as an opportunity to introduce today's guest, Lamel Jalal, who is a Kuwaiti artist, Um, and we're going to be joined with her and her and her her warm serene bathroom um, which sounds funny but please go follow lemma on instagram that's fruit fly with two eyes and two eyes at the end fruit fly on instagram and take a look at her prints so you can know what we're talking about in today's episode
1: make sure to also follow sawalif at sawalif.collective um check out our website www. Store to pick up some of her prints and some of the other artists' prints and currently our book is on pre-order Um, there are some issues with our printing press right now with the machine being broken down it? y'all yeah so, oh my god I was
0: just gonna say am I allowed to tell them that the printer no, at the like, printing I, press broke? no
1: please like there are just some issues we were planning to come out September 10th with this book however i hope y'all can bear with us we are a young collective so yeah we're printing yeah. all in house like in the uae um so bear with us there may be a delay but go pre-order your books please um yeah. but anyways let's just get into this conversation with leba oh
0: also final logistic reminder sorry guys this intro has been filled with logistics But just a reminder for you guys who are tuning in, we are going to be putting out a podcast episode every Wednesday and Saturday. So tune in to next Wednesday for the next episode. But uh, before we get carried away again, let's just start with today's episode with Lemma.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Welcome back everyone. Today we're joined by Lemma. Lema, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners?
2: Hello everyone. My name is Lema. I'm a hobbyist photographer from Kuwait and
1: Yeah. Hobbyist wow. photographer is a terminology that I like. Oh uh, Yeah, we thank just you so much for sharing this.
0: that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: want you to define it though. Oh. Could you explain yeah. to people what hobbyist photographer is? Photographer
2: means. I mean, um, I don't really like to take myself like too seriously in any of the hobbies that I like indulge myself in because I know like I'm not gonna it's not permanent you know so it's just a hobby it's something I like to do and something I like fluctuate in between almost.
0: I love it I think you know because a lot of times uh, like you said I'm the type of person where I don't like to take anything that I do seriously, even the most serious yeah. of work that I do. Like, I could be handing in an essay and I'm like, take it lightly, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel about like relating myself to artists, or like people are like, you're an artist. I'm like, I'm not an artist. I think that's artist, so I... professional and so like real. Yeah, know? yeah. It's just it's like, like when you say much, it. Makes too much it responsibility. Real. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So speaking of being a hobbyist photographer and being someone that doesn't take things so seriously, you introduce your friends into this photo series that you're capturing for us for this project. And I don't know, could you share with us the story of this series and then also the story of why you chose to include your friends specifically?
2: Sure. So basically what you're seeing in these photos, it's my friends and i bathroom in my house and there's a bunch of plants and they're wearing like business casual like esque clothing and the reason for that is so when I was a kid um I mean my family are gonna head to the airport and I put on my best pair of like paint stained sweatpants and a neon justice t-shirt with a like a neon tie and um it was just the outfit was giving you know but uh, <laughs> my mom saw my outfit and she didn't approve so she uh, decided it would be best to put me in like uh like a ralph lauren like padded shoulder uh blazer beige blazer with like some like suit like pants no
1: arab parents obsession with ralph lauren for their kids <laughs> like they, they, love, the preppy.
0: they love the preppy look you know it's they do it else I don't get it. Whenever the, like, like the Pinterest, like, preppy, dark academia thing started becoming cool again, I was like, y'all are giving me, P- like, PTSD, <laughs> like,
2: you know? <laughs> yes. But, um, but, yeah, so, um, I wore the blazer, I wore, the, like, the suit pants, and, but to keep, of course, like, to keep an element of myself, I wore another one of my Justice t-shirts, but it was, like, a pink tie and, like, a white shirt, so my mom, like, approved of that. But, so that's the reason why, like, my friends are dressed like that in that shoot. Um, the location of the shoe, however, like, the bathroom, the house, um, it's because I consider bathrooms to be my safe havens and, like, a place where I feel, like, the most comfortable. And um, that's because, like, as a child, and, like, still to this day, um, whenever I feel the need to be, like, with myself or just to cry or just to feel anything, I just go to the bathroom I just run to the bathroom and it's like a coping mechanism that's like stuck oh, with
1: yeah. me throughout my adolescence when I was growing up like my and I don't know if this is something religious I literally don't know if it's like actually in any scripture whatsoever but my family always used to tell me like listening to music in the bathroom is haram crying in the bathroom is haram talking to yourself I'm in crying. the bathroom is Damn. haram like not haram but like makroh um, like it's don't not do, good. do it yeah, kuru, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. do it all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and I was like, "Why? I feel so, I feel so much privacy and so much comfort." Exactly. Yeah, it's like a private space. Yeah, it's, yeah. like you were so talking about. I want to do whatever. and I really, yeah, like you really said
0: that. Like when you said that, like safe haven, I really felt it, especially like I like I. I grew up like not liking to cry in public I just like even Mm. as a young kid I would run to the bathroom let out whatever I needed to let out and then come out it was such a safe space and also Salim like I used to hear that a lot like um from like teachers and from people and sometimes friends like whenever you'd go to the bathroom they'd be like are you talking like don't talk in the bathroom you'll bring the angels inside (laughs) with you you." and I'm like
2: "Ah!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever angels come in, I need them to at least help me, you know? Like, at least <laughs> someone is in there helping with whatever with the, mentality. Yeah.
0: Hey. Help me
2: cope. Yeah, because I feel like the reason why, like uh, Shamsa, what you said, like even as a kid where we'd always go to the bathroom to cry, it's because like we wouldn't want to be seen as like, oh, you're a girl that's crying in public, you know? That's just like going to feed oh, yeah. into the... the patriarchy almost
0: that's so funny like it's so funny that you put it that way because i never really considered it but now that you Mm -hmm. say it makes sense that's crazy oh you know yeah
1: actually because like even in pop culture and in in cinema and film and whatever you always see girls going together to the bathroom always and i Mm -hmm. know maybe that has something obviously i can't speak from experience but like (laughs) safety or yeah it's definitely a safety thing yeah
2: yeah it's definitely a safety thing. uh, what do you think, Shamsa?
0: It's such a safe space. I don't know. First mm-hmm. of all, but second of all, I feel like um, going. I feel like going in groups is always something that's been spoken at us. Uh, like you know, whenever you're gonna go to the bathroom, to go in a group, or whatever you're traveling alone at night, like it's best to be in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like. Um, Sometimes that's taken advantage of, unfortunately. Like, I don't know if you've ever had this incident happen to you, Lema, but like in public, sometimes I'll get followed to the bathroom and then the bathroom becomes really scary because it is so private Mm. and it is so uh, far removed from the rest of reality. So I feel like whenever you're with a group of friends or people are coming with you to the bathroom, it just makes it so that it's safe. And even if you are going somewhere private, it's a safe privacy. Like, you know what I mean?
2: Exactly.
0: But then that's, that's very different from... And that's very different, though, from the bathroom at home, though, I think.
2: Hey, the bathroom at home is a whole different, like, it's...
0: Story. It's a whole world of its own. Yeah, it's (laughs) a
2: whole different world. (laughs) That's why when
0: I saw your images, Wallah when I saw your images, I was like, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I could have my entire (laughs) life in my bathroom, I maybe could, like, I maybe would. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Are you So seeing the trees in there, yeah, seeing the trees in there, seeing everything, I was just like, wow, this feels so right to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And I don't know if a lot of people, I don't know if this is a relatable thing that a lot of people are going to relate to, but like mm-hmm. for me at least it spoke out to me so much i was like this feels right like i looked at your images and i was just like i wow um and so like for me the only obviously the, i think the biggest question is why do the like what are the plants doing in there i don't know why it feels right yeah, exactly. so i just want to hear from you like 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 obviously we understand now that the bathroom in your series it represents like the safe haven but mm-hmm. what are the plants doing in there like you know
2: Okay, so uh, the plants are a representation of all the growth like throughout the years that has happened in that very bathroom. So I consider like all all the time spent like throughout all my adolescence in that bathroom like to have like made me almost because like I know myself far more than the perceptions of me like that I'm subjected to because of how much time I've like looked in the mirror and like just absorbed myself in that bathroom so I like I've grown a lot just in there so the plants are just like a physical representation of growth and how much growth has been done in in there
0: wow and I was just going to ask you a question like do you feel like to some degree, I don't know why uh the plants sort of spoke to me the way that hair would I don't know why um is that something that like you saw because I don't know I feel like I also like I'm a girl with um doesn't show today, but, like, I'm a girl with very curly hair. (laughs) So um, I spend a lot of time in the bathroom playing with hair and growth of hair and learning how Mm -hmm. to deal with myself and parts of myself that I didn't necessarily, like, uh, always accept or enjoy. But then, like you said, you learn yourself a lot in the bathroom and you grow with yourself
2: in that space. Did
0: you ever feel that?
2: I mean, speaking of hair has always been, like, a huge, like, ruling factor in, like, growing up because it's, like, I'm literally probably the only one in my family who actually like embraces like all oh, my sisters have like either wavy hair or they like done like straightening treatments or like whatever but the yeah. growth of hair actually funnily recently enough I had a really bad haircut and my hair was okay. like cut into like a pixie like by mistake oh my God. and like yeah. I literally it was not the best time yeah so like I spent like hours just like on the toilet or like in the shower just googling like hair growth remedies there's literally anything to help me <laughs> oh my god like,
1: I, <laughs> like I was like memory. massaging this me, episode yeah. ends in yeah. loving massaging memory your this, yeah. Scalp.
2: Yeah. yeah literally in loving memory like i was massaging my scalp like upside down like just doing all sorts <laughs> of shit like
0: the way i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about like yeah,
2: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yeah oh. definitely a lot of hair growth in there too
1: you know, like um, for me, when I, we were just talking about this a bit ago, but like when I look at these images and for me, it brings so much. Um, I already mentioned this, but terror and mm. fear. I don't know. Like,
0: That's so funny. For me,
1: these pictures are eerie. You know, they're yeah. eerie. They're like people are being observed right now. And I don't know, maybe it's my past experiences with bathrooms and toilets. Wow. But yeah. it just feels very uncomfortable, even though these girls are all. Um, consciously and consensually and together in that bathroom and and it's all about they're like they're interacting
0: also with the camera it's not like yeah exactly pervasive they are exactly
1: it's not invasive they know what they're where they are who they with but something about it just leaves this
0: I love Mm. having that like different side of the story right because like I I think me and you really connected on our perspectives Mm -hmm. with the bathroom but like I don't know that's so interesting
1: The hands, like that, there's one image where, like, you have one person at the sink and then another person standing next to her and they're holding hands. And then there's a person. And one of her hands are in the the pillow also. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I did not see the pit. Oh, one of her hands is like, I don't know, something about hands. Hands are really, (laughs) they're really freaking me out right now (laughs) because then there's also like a person in the back of the image. So then I'm like, is she holding for dear life? like ishy. I see hands.
0: that's so weird like that's see, so literally what was like your, you see what was some, your yeah. perspective when you were like what was the intention of like or what did you see when you were uh, photographing this specific image
2: um honestly i just in all of my like photography work i just really like the way hands look almost or just like okay. it's because they're so almost like taken for granted but we do everything with our hands you know like yeah. all of my yeah. hobbies would not have like with especially pottery and like all that stuff like I can't do anything without my hands but in that image specifically I think it's just more of like you picking yourself up almost in the bathroom and like it's just a helping hand of your own yeah
0: I feel like uh, also I think maybe that's different and touching on what Saddam was saying earlier about like girls mm-hmm. being in the bathroom or going together to the bathroom or, or whatever but like have you ever like come back home from like uh, a party or a zima or a Erse and like there's so many girls in the bathroom or getting ready for something there's so many girls running in and out of the bathroom like I don't know for me that's also something that I like I don't it, it's funny because like you said the bathroom is such a private experience but also at the same time uh, it could be into like it could be into it, but shared so like i know a lot of times where i'll spend in, time in the bathroom or maybe i don't know if you've ever like dyed someone else's hair or or like done some, like you know what i mean where there's or yeah, like yeah, done yeah. someone's nails in the bathroom like i don't know for, for yeah. me when i saw this image and they're holding hands i saw like i saw companionship like you know what i mean i saw intimacy is, but yeah. like like you know what i mean
2: that's such a nice interpretation like uh, especially with the dying hair for it, like a couple of our friends yeah. like always like they're always like that type of stuff it's, I, I've never done it like per se but it's always yeah. such a like a it's such a like you know like in that moment when they're doing it it's gonna be a fond memory they look back on you know yeah. and yeah. Uh, especially since it's done in the bathroom such a like a cute like thing
1: yeah. you know no, like I don't want to emphasize any binaries but it's so interesting yeah. that as women you guys have this more receptive mm. comforting experience with this series and then me as a man even though I have no reason Or maybe this is just personal to me and my past experiences with like Mm -hmm. bathrooms and whatever. But like (laughs) the binary created here is very interesting to see and observe.
2: It is, definitely. And then
1: I was wondering if this translates then into the way that you conceptualize or think about your Khaliji identity. If the growth of the bathroom, of the binaries that we've created, how that resonates with what you think of as your Khalijiness
2: um wow well, so i don't know I heavy think, question yeah <laughs> yeah it's very heavy i
1: just realized when i gave it i was like hmm. <laughs> um
2: um uh, what like terms of khalidinus do you mean because it's such a like
0: honestly we'd love to hear from you like what do you like what do you see what do you feel what do, what you, do
1: think you think are the things that you need to think about when you think of your khalidinus you know
2: yeah, well, for, for me, for this project, I definitely focused on clothing and, like, articles of clothing, like, because of the blazers and all that stuff. But um, I do think clothing plays a huge part in my khalijiness, and especially the way, like, I externally present myself to other people, like, that um, or was Like, originally for this project, I wanted to do photo, two photo shoots, and one of them was going to be daraa um, uh, and uh, one of them was gonna be a dara and um it was just gonna be like on my bed of like a girl laying in a dara with like a just like a blank piece of clothing and then it's gonna it was gonna be the opposite of that, but that photo shoot fell out. But um yeah, I do think clothing plays a huge part in my identity as a YouTuber. I think
0: Also, the way that I think, like, I think the way that this conversation manifested also is very representative of the Khadiji identity that intersects Mm. with being a woman. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of, like, safety and security and, uh, like, companionship a lot uh, uh, with women in my life. And a lot of times that is extended to the quote-unquote binary and the uh, opposite uh like sex in in in, in the Khalid but also there's some things that just the guys don't get for me. I find in Gedma I don't wanna play into that or I, like you know what i mean i have a lot of uh, men in my life lots of like people that i hold dear to me and stuff that i can connect with and like explore my identity with but there's something about resin like there's a there's something about being a khadiji woman that just sort of sometimes i'm like that they're just not gonna get it they're just not like you know what i mean
2: yeah it just literally doesn't click in their head
0: Yeah, like you're raised in the same households, you're being perceived and performing to the same community. There are Mm -hmm. some things that just does not translate.
2: Yeah. And it's so like, it's so like weird. It's like when you, I don't know, I just, even though like I'm so used to it, every time it happens, I'm still shocked by like, Mm -hmm. like how much it just doesn't like click in their head that no, this is, yeah, it just doesn't, you know. I don't know. I yeah. just find it. Sometimes
0: weird. you'll have a conversation and you'll say something, and the girls will be like, "Yeah," and then the guys will be, like, "What?" Be and so then you have like you,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and it'll be like sometimes it'll be like a subtle thing where it's like, "Oh, I can't go there," and then they'll be, and the girls will be like, "Oh, yeah, okay," and then they'll change the conversation, and then the guys will be like, "Why can't you go go there?" And I'm like, Mesh. are you joking? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, no, it's like, are you asking me that question to Like, are you asking this question because you're actually this blind to you know what I mean?
1: Uh, i think like no i get it because it's like i wonder if guys have those conversations where it's like if we have conversations that we don't think y'all could be a part of as well you know i but i don't think in my perspective i don't think but also i'm a very like down with the binaries type of person (laughs) let's end them blah 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 so i don't really think of like these segregations but I think though that hair is something that's interesting that like more women um, are more understanding with one another I remember one time having conversations with some people about some art related to hair Mm -hmm. and the guy that we were also having the conversation with just didn't understand what the context of any of this conversation was Was and then I was like yeah and I think hair is also very
0: interesting because like mm. uh, also like uh, being like a, a Khadiji woman, a Muslim woman, I feel like there's a lot of intersections. Like, and then there's like the conversation about having curly hair, kishenabs versus uh, Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many ways that ha- hair plays such a massive role in the life of of a Khadiji woman. Like, you know, exactly. and okay. uh, the way that you need to represent your hair or not represent at all your hair <laughs> is also such an interesting conversation. That's so nuanced depending on who you talk to and their own personal. Experience. Experiences,
2: but, like I've had so many people, uh, especially at the salon or like when I'm getting my hair done, no one really knows how to deal with like curly hair, curly you know. Hair, and can yeah. I be doing in the shadi, it's like nashif or whatever, and it's not nashif You're literally just like scrubbing it in a towel for like twenty minutes straight. Of course, it's gonna so be dry brittle, like, Yeah, you know. Yeah. But there was this one really positive experience that I had in the salon. I was like, I was heavily debating doing like keratin. I was in like seventh grade or something. And like all my friends had like this beautiful, like straight, like luscious wavy hair. And I was like, I wanted I wanted that, you know? So I was uh, going to get my hair done just for like a normal, like uh, a or something that I had, I don't really remember. But in the like the washing like sink as I was like going to get my hair washed, there was this uh, woman next to me um, and she also had curly hair and she looked over at me and she's like, that's I think I teach. So I was like, whoa. Oh my god! I wish I had okay. that conversation. I'm never
0: gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because like I've I have straightened my hair permanently before, and God, is it one of mm-hmm. the biggest regrets I've ever had in my life? Like you know, yeah, and uh, especially like I cut a huge chunk of my hair off just because it was chemically damaged, and there's mm-hmm. something that just doesn't feel right to not be in my. Uh, like not like quote unquote natural state. Goodma, mm-hmm. I like straightening my hair. I have nothing opposing to it and I enjoy yeah. sometimes straightening it or whatever. Like it's fun, yeah, it's expression. Too. It's it like is. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like um th- there's something so hard about trying to be positive about your curly hair in our community for some reason.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I wanna segue the conversation like I want to take it back um, a step just to readdress the sure. photographs that you're talking about. Um, I noticed that the colorway of the out, like, like you said, the outfits were very ask deliberate. That. Oh my god! Yeah. No, no, no. I was actually going to
1: ask about the color. Like, That's I was so literally funny. Gonna That's so funny.
0: That's so funny. I was. Just, that, I guess that just shows you, Annie, like how um, evident, like it is. Like I don't know because mm. you said the clothing was deliberate. Was the clothing color scheme also deliberate?
1: Not just that, but also the tone of the images, because the, t- the images are so warm. Or warm, yeah, so yeah. warm.
2: So I don't think I focused on the color scheme of the like the clothing itself. I just uh, mm-hmm. wanted some like the like blazers and pants and like business casual, you know, stuff. But mm-hmm. for the like the colors of the image the images themselves, um, if you look at it, like plants do grow under the sun, and the sun is quite warm, mm-hmm. so the color scheme of the project represents like certain forces that make me grow, which is the song. Okay. Lovely. And wow. also like, yeah, like non poetically speaking, uh, I just do find that like I lean majorly towards uh, warmer color schemes in all my projects, just because I think they look good mm-hmm. and they look nicer mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And that's probably because okay, you know? of the climate. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because of the climate that I grew up in and all that stuff, but that's like an analysis to be made at another time. This
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, interesting. I definitely see how climate and like, the relationship with your geography reflects into the choice of warmth, color. And also the fact that like, when you think of Khalid, you don't typically think of greenery. You don't typically think of plants. You don't think of anything green that you see. And Mm. I think that I don't want to relate everything to Westernization and colonization. However, I think it's a (laughs) very Orientalist. (laughs) It's a very, yeah, it's a very Orientalist thing to perceive The khalij is a very um, dusty and just sandy, even though in reality, yes, we have a lot of sand and dust and Mm. whatever, but Mm -hmm. there's more to it that brings out the color.
0: I think it's so interesting because I grew up near an oasis. And I saw mm-hmm. so many, palm, like, like, an endless, endless sea of palm trees, like, around me, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in that oasis, and and that it's by design, like, that's how, what an oasis is supposed to be for, like, that's where the aflaj are, and that's where the water irrigation system exists. So a mm-hmm. lot of times when when I see palm trees, and I see greenery, and I see things like that, where you, again, you wouldn't associate with, uh, with the khalij, I think it is very orientalist, because mm-hmm. it does exist, and it exists in a different way, like, we don't have forests, we don't have the We don't have that. But what we have is like, we have our own little desert climate with our own little desert plants and they do manifest in a different like realization than it does in the West. And I feel like that's something that like is so interesting, like that you touch upon where it's like uh, the fact that you call it Orientalist
1: Salem, I think is very fitting. And what I wanted to add also is that, so like, again, you mentioned this being warmth and the sun and you growing, But the warm tones make me so scared. I don't know what it is. But like, (laughs) no, no, I just, I just, because to me, it's like very much confrontation with your thoughts. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're confronting these heavy thoughts in your head. No, please, we don't need to to dissect this like psychological (laughs) thing that I'm going through.
2: No, but it's so interesting to look at like your two very different approaches. Like I love like Mm -hmm. listening to two different like interpretations. So like feel free yeah.
1: to expand on so your no, Mine is literally the opposite it's of the opposite. anything you're no going but, but that is crazy. so cool though
0: yeah yeah like i think the i think that's like that's the thing though everything is so complex you can never take things at face value mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like that just like is so like this conversation goes to show that like I don't know. Again, for me, this even though, like, okay, I can see where Saddam is coming from, especially because the first images are really far away. And then the last image is in the bathroom and very intimate. But to me, the fact that the, the subjects are looking at the camera, it looks inviting to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my safe space is calling. Like, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yes, i don't exactly. know but that's more know. of like what i wanted to like interpret but also like still listening to saddam's like interpretation so like, perspective yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <I think laughs> in a okay.
1: dark way but to just like um to bring this back into this concept of khalijiness do mm-hmm. you think then that there is like How do you see growth of the Khadija identity? Like, if we apply this idea of growth and reflection, how do you think we should be reflecting upon our Khadijiness? How do you... What direction should it be going in? I don't know. This is just a very open-ended question.
2: Mm. Uh, Well, growth to me, personally, like, um, it was always a very, like, intimidating concept that I looked at. And it was... I always feared the change that would come along with it, especially like because I would always like be constantly berated all different like I would always be surrounded by that word you know like oh you're gonna grow into these clothes, you're gonna grow out of those feelings and like my personal favorite like you'll learn when you when you're gonna grow up you know <laughs> okay um, but the more not to say like when I grew up I, I don't I mean yes when I grew up um, I found that the preconceived notion of growth I had like didn't instill in much as me as it used to something like something literally just clicked and I was intrigued like all of a sudden like I I wanted to know like what I would grow into next because like taking a step back and looking at everything like laid out growth really is just the basis of humanity like the most human thing you can do is to grow and um so it was natural, and in some ways, yeah. It was not in just my control. human. Like the most,
1: yeah. like the most earthly thing to do is to grow. Exactly. Like yeah. Everything in the earth just grows.
0: I don't know. I think again, like a growth um, is something that's very confronting. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's where I don't know. Maybe that's where we can sort of play into Salam's perspective of the story, and you know, like I don't know. I think it's just very
2: growth is confronting,
0: as a project. In many ways. Yeah. yeah yeah but but like again like you said with plants and like your life or whatever it's a very slow uh progression Mm -hmm. you know of things and it's not as confronting as when you think of like whoa like i'm an adult now or like you know what i mean and all those things that people told me i'll grow into i must grow like must be at like you know what i mean
1: yeah and if we take like a literal like a literal idea of plants you know and like plants taking in Okay, so look listen to this. So we excel carbon dioxide, and then plants they take it in and they give us oxygen and then we take in the oxygen, you know, photosynthesis, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's like it's this exchange that is happening, and that's what I look at growth as. I look at growth as an exchange between your older self and your newer self and all the other possible selves to exist. And then I attach I attach that to chaligenus. It's a it's an exchange and it's a almost a, not a transaction it's not a transaction mm-hmm. it's an exchange between new and old between old and old between new and new you know it's just always something that will forever and always change and change and change and change and yeah. exchange and you know that's how i see growth
2: yeah growth definitely isn't like an active choice that you make it just happens and you don't realize it until after it happens like yeah i don't think you are gonna ever like yeah. predict
0: I think that's why i think it's so interesting to look at your work like because you said like um it's quite a deliberate piece with deliberate interpretations of growth and like you said even to some degree the lighting and to some degree like you know what i mean uh but at the same time like it 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 does it so organically you know um and it's it's like you said growth is like it's, it is organic. Yeah, there we go. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's slow and it's organic and it takes time. And like you said, there's so many influences. Like, even up to the light, mm-hmm. the, the light being like the sun feeding the growth or whatever. There are yeah. so many external aspects of growth that do manifest, uh, obviously, internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it was so beautiful to see these pictures be so deliberate yet organic at the same time like uh simultaneously and uh obviously that just goes to show your vision and it goes to show like how this artwork is like so strong you know and at first when i first saw it to be like perfectly like honest at first i was like it, like I told you, for some reason, it just looks so normal and so, like you know, for me, I was yes. just like, yeah, and like you know, and then I yeah. sat there with it for a few more minutes, and then I was like, whoa, genius, <laughs> I love it, like you know, baby. I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've been sitting now absorbing these for a while, so I think it's a good way to wrap up the conversation. Um, I would just wanted to ask if you have any final comments, any final ideas, um, final observations. Um, that you would like to share for saying goodbye? For <laughs>
2: saying goodbye. Well, I, honestly, I just, like, really appreciative of this platform and, like, this opportunity for me to share, like, this little project that I've been, like, thinking about for a while. So thank you, guys thank you so thank much you for, for being on board your, yeah
0: thank you so much for sharing your artwork with us sharing your story with us because again this is very much so um like very intimate you know what i mean and being mm-hmm. able to share these stories like even absolutely talking about like hair you know and talking about clothing and performing and uh like uh, submitting to expectations of like straight hair and dressing fancy or whatever like yeah, you it's know, not often that you um, get to
2: have these like conversations. yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your art with us sharing your voice with us your
1: story you.
2: like
1: um... that was that was a funny that was a fun conversation i feel like there was so much there was such a polar opposite between my reaction your reaction and lemma's reaction like the two of you were experiencing one experience and i was experiencing a whole nother experience and i just find that so interesting that is such a cool perspective to look at khadij um Through, you know, the idea of these Spaces that we define Ourselves with, um, I enjoyed that I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed Opposite that, reaction
0: No, because it's so funny, because I find a lot of times When there are some Specific, like, specific topics that end up Occurring between, like, khadij And you forget that there's also the intersection Of being a woman in the Khadij You realize that yeah. that just adds a whole Other level um, Like Onions have layers. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just had to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was such an interesting conversation. I'm still riding off of that high, not gonna die. Moving on to the important bits, please, please, I beg you go follow Lemal jadal on Instagram. That's at fruitfly. I'll spell that for you. F-R-U-I-I-T-F-L-Y-Y. So at fruitfly with two eyes and two eyes on instagram support her engage with her art and make sure to follow sualif.collective on instagram to follow oh, we our we also TikTok, have a tiktok we made oh a God, TikTok. Yeah. we made <laughs> literally we connected we at,
1: both connected on that me and like just looked at each other right now and we're like oh let's mention this real quick um so at sualif.co so funny. <laughs> follow our tiktok at sualif.co and
0: on tiktok um, um and and our website to, yeah yeah don't forget to head over to our website swadif.store, pick up some prints pick up some of lemma's prints pre-order our book and please stay tuned and come back to us on wednesday can't wait to have see y'all <laughs>
1: soon bye